vacation with with my family this this past couple of weeks gina the, one of the nights you know we were out seeing family in steamboat in colorado beautiful place we had to have Very the heater nice. on so it was a great break from texas heat but one of the nights we pam and i went out to a hot springs that was up in the mountains all by itself and we went at dark and one of the reasons why we went out there was because it was during that meteor shower that just happened over the past weekend so we're sitting there with, you know, it's a bunch of people out there and we're just watching every so often. Everybody's looking up, just kind of keeping track. And then every so often you hear this, whoa, and you'd see this gigantic meteor streak across the, the sky. And then every so often you hear, oh, yeah, I saw one and there'd be a little smaller one. And, and so while we're there, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, that's kind of, that's kind of like sex right there. That some of them are just, whoa, and some of them are like, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think I felt something. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. We're glad you're here. We're not just talking about astronomy. We're also talking about married life and sex and love and everything that comes up and works well and doesn't work well and anything and everything yeah. in between. Absolutely. There's some things that seem to come up again and again in this topic of married sex, and it has to do with differing desire. So we get a lot of emails. Yes, it does. And so if you want to add to that email list, send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, give us a review, good, bad, indifferent. It does not matter. We, we prefer the good ones if you like what you're hearing, but we'd love to hear from you and what you think. So speaking of the emails that you just referred, we've yeah. had a series of them lately from some listeners that have had a common theme of... The wife that is not interested in sex at all. Yeah. So if it does occur, it is definitely in the chore category. And in, in some cases of the emails we've got, it doesn't even occur. Right. And so the scenario I think of, because this is one of the common threads throughout some of the emails as well, is so you have a couple. They've been married a while, so this isn't newlywed stage. This isn't even five-year, seven-year itch stage. This is further into the marriage. So, well, but let's prior not, to it, oh, go ahead. But we do get a lot that are surprisingly in very new marriages. So true, true so, that. But the, so, I'm thinking of the last few on. emails we've got that mm -hmm. that have. The scenario is they 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 waited to have sex until they got married, and so mm -hmm. during their dating time, you know, it was the taboo. You're not supposed to have sex. You know, they 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 had some Christian beliefs, is what it sounded like, or they even referenced which is what made them decide for the value of we're going to wait to have sex till we get till we're married. And usually when that happens, when you get the do not touch wet paint kind of philosophy, it really ups the desire to touch the wet paint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a whole lot of eroticism and passion and energy when you're dating because it's, oh, we can't do this. We, you know, we can't go so far and then we got to stop. And then once you say, I do, and now the whole world sexually is opened up to you, usually one person, it's, they just kind of lose their passion. You know, they kind of lost it. They're like, yeah, I'm not interested. It's not what I thought it would be. And then it just starts to deteriorate from there. Right. And it can even go so far as, like one referenced 
he mentioned that because of the struggle of not having sex in his marriage, he is tempted to turn to porn. And he, and it sounded like in a sense of trying to be open and honest with his wife, brought that up probably as a little bit of a leverage, maybe, maybe unconsciously a little bit of leverage that to try to up the sex going on in the relationship. And she was like, that's fine. You know, go ahead, take care of your needs, how you want to take care of your needs. Which yeah, what, what we can't tell from that email is the tone. Yes, we can't. That's true. And, but it, it, he did say he was shocked by that response. Right. Because that's not at all what he was expecting. Because, you know, we hear lots of other emails on the other side of, and even one that jumps to mind of, wife discovers husband's porn problem mm -hmm. and usage and then totally shuts down sexually because of the betrayal and the hurt. That right. is often associated with it. So, so I'm thinking, how do we speak to both the men, the husband and the wife mm -hmm. in this kind of scenario where he is the high desire and she is the no desire? <laughs> hmm. Because the way it deteriorates, the, the, my, my feeling is, the way it deteriorates is as the newness wears off, and the novelty and all of that and she and she's kind of realizing yeah i'm not getting anything out of this this isn't what i thought it would be or there's some past stuff that's come up once she starts having sex because you think of the sexual woundedness that most everybody carries into their mm -hmm. sex life so she starts to withdraw to isolate to you know reject in a sense that part of her which then typically brings about men not reacting well to try to get more sex. You know, it's one of those, okay, I've been rejected, so I'll try the puppy, the wounded puppy routine. I'll try the hover. I'll try the, my, one of my standbys, the massage and pounce. Um, I'll try the, you know, some of those different things, which is a display of low value. Well, and, and desperation. Yes. So, you know, the thing is, it's complex. None of the couples are probably just the same. No. And I, I feel like I just want to emphasize how often we get that same story from people who had sex all the time before they got married mm -hmm. and then find themselves in the same, same boat. So the answer was not, wow, we should have been having sex all along because we have the exact same scenario exactly. and they're just as baffled. Exactly. So part of that is, um, just the fact that, like you said, in the newness of the relationship, there's always that heightened just hormonal release. Like we talked about earlier, the whole dopamine and norepinephrine, your, your love cocktail can mask the fact that one person is probably coming into the relationship with lower desire. Right. So, so when just the newness wears off and, and the things that trigger that love euphoria, when those wear off, then you're you're kind of stripped down to what might be a pre-existing states of, you know, lower desire versus higher desire. Which is a commonality and among it's very every, common. every relationship. In the relationships and in not just in sex. Mm -hmm. We say that a lot, that how you handle money and how you handle your kids and whether you're a saver or a spender, there's always high desire, low desire, mm -hmm. introvert, extrovert. And so... I think it's important to kind of get to the root of how is our relationship and how are we relating to each other? 
because you know I can relate to that low desire spouse which is why I'm even in this space because of my regret for so many years of having no idea how hurtful that was to my husband. I thought, oh, how big a deal could it be? We right. have this great relationship. Yeah, everything else is perfect. It's great. We're working well, but not in the bedroom. Yeah, and I was li I was oblivious. It's like the guy who lives in a pig pen and literally doesn't see the clutter. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really literally didn't see until right. until the fight started recurring again. They like they got more and more heightened. And I begin to feel more and more there's something wrong with me. So I feel more attacked and then I'm dealing with his sulkiness. So I, there's questions to why do you have sex drive issues? In my case, I think it was really simple. That's why I created the sexy marriage solution in case there's anyone who like me just had just blocked sexual energy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it just was simple. So to ask yourself, how does she feel about sex? Does she have a story about sex coming into this relationship that is dirty or it's mm -hmm. boring? Are you boring? Are you a boring lover? <laughs> if it's all about you, she's bored with you. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't connect with her emotionally, that she doesn't feel positive towards you. She doesn't want to have sex with you. She wants to connect first. Okay. So I would so, say let's personalize those that phraseology right, right there to mm -hmm. the woman that's listening. Because I, I know we have women. That are exactly. our listeners that are in this in this boat, and so it's it's also about okay, where are you in your space sexually? Where are, yeah. where are you in your story sexually? Yeah, and are you mistakenly deciding it doesn't matter? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Therefore, it can't really matter to the relationship. Can't really matter to my husband. That's a huge uh, error. Mm -hmm. So, if there is anything that I would want to do, it'd be kind of shake you a little and say it does matter and you were born to to express love in all those ways physically and emotionally and spiritually so if you're not connecting physically let's find out what's blocking that because it's very very precious and very much available to you right. so decide that it matters to you because it matters to the one that you're committed to and have a conversation with him right about what because I know there are scenarios where it does not matter as much to the man. I mean, right. there are scenarios where the man is the low desire. That, yeah, that, especially that is a truism. In our modern overstressed culture, this is truer yeah, and truer. Yeah, stress will diminish desire in, in, in some instances. So have that conversation. And again, this is the caveat we add probably with all of these more tense, touchy subject conversations. Mm -hmm. Don't have them in the heat of the moment. You know, right after he's made a move, you've rejected. Don't, well, what do you think about sex? What do you, you know, don't, that's not the good time. Right. You're not in a good state. So find the time at lunch, at some other time to just have that conversation and, and see what place, what importance do you place on sex in the marriage? What, what role, what meaning is attached to each of it? Right. And, and that can start to then lead the di the diagnosis dialogue that's what i'm thinking of the dialogue further in in different areas that maybe something comes up on okay yeah that i hadn't even thought of that of how that impacted me and you know there's different scenarios that from what we've done together and what we've done individually that can play mm -hmm. out and what and how things unfold in the present 
Yeah, and it's so important when you have these conversations and you're just exploring, you try to do so with the qualities that made you attractive in the early days. Remember, think about on those rare occasions when things, if they are like once in a while still working, well, what's different when it is clicking? Or what was different then? And so that you can bring yourself to that that powerful, um, attractive person and have that conversation from there rather than this frustrated, victimized person that's feeling powerless. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now switch to the other gender, to the, to the mm-hmm. husband. I made the statement of lots of times the way we will respond to rejection is pretty poor. Which, oh, I guess I was just speaking to him, actually. Which, which from, just didn't turn, yeah. turns into a display of low value. Because one of the things that, I, that, that we've talked about on the show is confidence is a huge determinant of sexuality for a woman. You know, so when a man can approach a woman confidently, that does something in her brain. It does something in her soul of... It, it turns her on when she sees that. So whenever we do things that are poor value or, or low value, that diminishes that confidence. It's like, wait, that's, that's a puppy. That's a child. That's a wounded person, you know. So it's not that you just act like there's no rejection. It's just take rejection well. That's one, that's one thing to learn how to do. And the other is to start to reframe how you approach your wife. Because this, this is one of the things that came to my mind while you were talking earlier in the show, Gina, was when, when Pam and I were dating. Because if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, Gina and I are not married to each other, but we represent <laughs> you know 40-plus years of marriage yeah. together it, between the two relationships that we each have with our spouses. But when Pam and I were dating, we dated for four and a half years before we got married. Oh, that's and a long time. It, it's a very long time. And we started in high school, and some wow. of it was college. So there's two years separated uh, as far as I was off at school two states away. And we had the Christian values of we, no premarital sex. and But, you know, there was lots of passion <laughs> and eroticism yeah. for four and a half years. But one of the things I think about that I always had this mindset, when we, especially early on, was how far could I get? Right. <laughs> you know, I think that's a typical male kind of a thing of what, how far can I get with this date? How far can I get? And then I look back on that and I, because I also had the struggling nice guy syndrome of I felt guilty. I felt like I was using her. But mm-hmm. then as we, as, as we got married and we started our, our relationship and our marriage together and we started talking more about that aspect of our life, she disclosed to me that, oh, yeah, I often set up scenarios where it would be fairly easy for you to get to whatever base or you know so it's like oh wait 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 she was colluding in i wasn't (laughs) using her she was colluding in that she was contributing to that and so when i made that reference in reframe of okay wait if i pursue her and she allows it quote unquote i have nothing to feel guilty about okay because she's a willing participant She's a grown woman that can stand up and say no. And that still happens regularly <laughs> at times. But it, it, it helped change the mindset of, okay, I can still pursue with, without the guilt because I'm going after what I want. I'm going after what I desire. 
And then her responsibility is to accept or reject. Well, I wonder how helpful that feels to the guy who knows nothing but rejection for so long. It seems like nothing he does is like arousing her to ever say yes. So he's feeling really stumped. Yeah, and I think that you had those times for sure where it seems like you're always being rejected. But then then you have to do the little bit of that reframe of, okay, am I just pursuing her sexually or am I pursuing the entirety of her? Because I I kind of think there's a huge benefit to learning how to pursue her entire self mm-hmm. and her sex. So put it all together. Because it's not the whole idea of, well, if I just up the romance more, that will lead to, that's a manipulation. So it's it's kind of keep that thread of, no, no, all throughout this whole pursuit of you is your sexuality and your sex, but I'm also going to start to pursue all of you. I'm going to go, let's do things that are non-sexual, that are, that that's the in and, in and of itself, what I'm pursuing, but I'm also, and your sex. There's a, well, that's it, what differentiates the relationship from every other relationship you have. Yeah, hopefully. In our True. world, it does. True. <laughs> Is that you, you're only intimate with, with this life partner of yours. And so um, a lot of times what you're talking about, that pursuit of the person, that pursuit of things that strengthen the relationship, those are given the lowest priority, right. especially when it is so easy just to connect. You know, you're dating and, oh, just start making out, you know, or or for the couples that are, are having sex all the time, the faster they have sex and are connecting intimately physically, the faster they stop connecting intimately, emotionally and spiritually. So it is a quandary because they've not developed those skills right. and they've not made a habit of really uh, going after knowing each other right. and remember your brain we, we talked about the glorious hormone of dopamine how it makes us feel good and that is partly triggered by new something new and if you're looking at your mate as if you oh, I already know that person is so boring so predictable well you've set that up mm-hmm. you have refused to to pursue and take charge of your experience of new. So I think a a woman, our natural feminine role will tend to be very invitational. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, your wife said, Oh, I set myself up. You know, I I made myself sexy for you. That will kind of be our, our thing. We want to know, do you see me? Do Mm -hmm. you notice me? All right. When I have these women tend to speak in conversations to you and, we're sometimes criticized for the way that we'll often end a question with, right? No, did you see? Or, you know, with some kind of desire for affirmation, it's because she's inviting you to validate her and come into conversation with her and walk down this emotional road with her. If you don't do those things and all you're doing is spinning in your sexual frustration, you're going to miss the whole opportunity to to celebrate your masculine self that right. goes after her, like you said, emotionally. And, right. and it, when you do that, when you're connecting on those levels and there's still no sex drive for her, then that's not her problem. That's something that you get to navigate together and grow through together. And if you'll reframe it that way so that she's not crying in her pillow every few weeks, like I was wondering what the heck is wrong with me. 
there, you probably come to a conclusion a lot faster. Okay. Yeah. Because there are solutions. Sure. You just haven't found it yet. Yeah. And you have to believe that there is a, for everything you desire, if the very fact that you desire it means there's some kind of fulfillment, I, I believe maybe that's a little on the woo woo side, <laughs> but I, I believe the desires of the righteous are only good. And if you have that desire, that's, that's God knocking on your door of right. your heart with possibility. Well, that's that's where whenever you can have the stance of anything is possible. Right. You know, we, we have history that is a determinant of, of what we do, but it doesn't always mean it's true. No, it's just our story. Right, because you get the scenario of, I used to think if, if Pam was mad, there's no chance of sex that night. <laughs> you know, so I would, you know, she'd come home. Something would happen. We'd get mad at each other. Or she'd get mad at me for something I didn't do or did do or whatever. And I was like, the old nice guy in me would just up, oh, check off, making a move tonight. <laughs> Not happening. But now it's like, wait, wait. As, as a person, we can harness the different emotions we have and turn them into things if we choose. Right. And it's a learned trait. It's a learned skill. But it's it's available, and it's an it's a it's a possibility. So it's one of those. Okay, it's more about reading each other, reading the situation, being true to yourself, being true to your relationship, and going after what you want. And, and you might learn what creates a perfect pattern interrupt in that case. So yeah. she's on the pattern of being storm and mad, and you throw in, um, you know, I can't resist how sexy you are when you're angry. You know, for some guys out there, oh, that'd just make her so mad. For right. others, that would be so funny, yeah. you know, to the wife. She's like, oh, come here, you crazy thing. And, you right. know, you're off to the races. Right. So. Or you pull from the times when you've had angry sex. Because. Yeah. Because that's the one thing, like, in, in my practice, when a couple comes in and they say they're done and they say they don't like right. each other and they're checked yeah. out, but they are so fuming at each other. I'm like, no, you're not done. You yeah. know, if you were done, apathy would be setting in, and one of you would be totally indifferent to the other. Yep. But whenever you're still mad at each other, there's still energy there. And so that yep. can be turned. Yeah, I happen to think even when the apathy looks completely overriding, that that, that uh, can be peeled back as well to sure. reveal what it's trying to protect. Right. You can recreate, in a sense, and, and set up a new scenario. So it doesn't mean you're done, but it's realize we can harness our emotions yeah, and, and turn them into good things. We do that with fear. I mean, you do that with your coaching with clients yep. that are performance clients. Yep, it's it's turning fear and anxiety into a motivator. You know, we can, mm -hmm. we can do that with sadness. We can do that with anger. We can do that. There's lots of different things you can use for something good. And that's the whole point is realize, okay. I'm in a scenario where my wife just does not want sex. She might have right. even given me license to go turn to other, other means, not another person probably, but other means. Well, then it's, it's an integrity issue for you. You know, what is that about? Does, is that what you want to do? Do you want to turn to porn to satisfy a need for orgasm or for ejaculation since we're talking to the man? That's really what it's about. It's not intimacy you're turning towards because porn does not provide intimacy. Yeah, right. It's virtual. And it's, a you know, we just did that with 
Gary Wilson on the mm -hmm. your brain on porn and it just sets up scenarios that ha you have to reprogram yourself after a while so it's more about all right I need to live in integrity with myself love that phrase from you Gina thank you mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I need as a man I need to start to display higher value to my wife yes and part of what I think can help you stay in that place of high value is a couple things stop seeing yourself according to all those circumstances come up higher see yourself full of love and joy and peace and mm -hmm. patience all this if you're especially if we're talking to the christian people that are embracing a, a christ likeness you know see yourself up higher and also remember that pain is inevitable like okay that hurt being rejected like that it hurts feeling undesirable all the meaning you apply to it that's pain but suffering is optional and suffering is what we feel when we're powerless when we we tell ourselves that we're powerless in that mm -hmm. situation so that's what Corey is saying here you're not powerless if you're gonna tell yourself you're powerless you're gonna suffer indefinitely mm -hmm. but if you'll come up higher be your best self come at the situation from from a place of strength and start asking better questions not you know what's wrong with you what's wrong with her what's wrong with me instead start asking how can we grow through this what's the lesson in this uh, how can I be better how can our relationship grow stronger usually if you'll ask better questions you'll get better answers mm -hmm. and I added to that then is is for the husband dress better I mean pr present uh, yourself better exactly. be more you that doesn't mean if you're not a suit guy go out and get a suit and start all of a sudden <laughs> nah it's be you yeah. and and be true to you because it's at the end of the day you have to remember your wife is a woman yeah so pursue a woman and as you start to be out there more confidently, other women notice, which puts pressure on your wife to really decide, does she want into this relationship or not? Because you can't make that happen. Right. If you're with a woman that is not interested in sex with you and you want a marriage that has sex involved in it, well, it's, you're going to hit a critical mass point at some point. And one of you is going to have to step up and really be honest and face some facts of, this is what I want in my life, or this is this is what I want, and I'm okay not getting it. You know, you have to come to some of those decisions. But that doesn't mean you don't still play life on life's terms in the sense of I don't go out and flirt with other women. But when I'm noticed by other women, it puts pressure on Pam to up her game as well. The reverse of that is true. When she's noticed by other men, which I see it, it's like, whoa, I can't just slack off. Yeah, I have I have to continue to pursue her as a woman just because she has a ring on her finger. Yeah, that's a commitment to each other, but that's also means I still got to keep keep going with her. You know, I got to keep going after her. <laughs> Those go completely unnoticed if you guys don't go out together. True. <laughs> you know, so we're we're advocates of you guys being out together. Right. So that you're not sitting there stewing like, "Hey, you know that chick in the other office notices me yeah you know, we're talking about when you're together and, and that energy is well i'm just talking about living life you know live exactly. a full life be involved in things that are competitive be involved in things that involve sweating and exercise be involved with other guy friends as the husband mm -hmm. that that's the things that help kind of establish a great cake of life 
And then if your wife wants to be the icing on that cake, which is kind of the way you want to keep the scenario, then she has some work to do too. And mm-hmm. remember, all of this advice to the husband works just as well for the wife. Mm-hmm. So the more you can live a full life, the more you can be engaged in your own life, the more you open up possibilities. And I'm not saying this is an easy fix. This isn't. Right. You know, this this is a long process sometimes. But one thing I've noticed about humans, Gina, and I imagine you see this too, is as soon as we get a glimpse of something different as a possibility, there's a renewed energy. There's a renewed hope. We and that is what we want to do for you is just encourage hope for you and faith and uh, some grit to go live with passion and and pursue your mate and and celebrate your marriage. Yes. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you joined us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So wherever you are, I hope you have a make it a, make it a great one. Get make outside, it a great one. Enjoy life. Come, you bet. And come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. Let's bye bye.